Hey guys, good morning, happy Saturday. <clears throat> I'm laying in bed. I was up, how, what time was that? Like five-ish. And I've been scrolling my Instagram, because I haven't been on Instagram in a while. So I've been scrolling my Instagram, looking at all my black woman entrepreneurs. And like literally lying here, getting tears in my eyes, because... I'm just so obsessed and I'm just so incredibly proud of us. And and it's just like what a lot of these women are doing with their platforms are fucking incredible. Like I started out, who was I scrolling on first? Well, I, first of all, I love Milano's. So Milano created a separate. Who those? For those who don't know who Milano is, she has the um, the clothing line. She's from Philly, Philly-based clothing line, Milano de Rouge. And she created a separate page for us women entrepreneurs called Woman Airs Club. So I've been following Woman Airs Club for a while, and I love that page. Like it's just. It's just a great page and and it's just things that we need when you are a woman entrepreneur. I feel like we don't we kind of don't have the same I feel like this is a patriarchal society and so men, people it's normalized that men have businesses and run businesses and they kind of have like a group of support. A group, you know, they probably have a lot they visually to me they seem to have a lot of male support or things like that and women entrepreneurs I don't see that I just see it's a bit different um so it's really good when you can either be a part of some groups in person or be a part of you know follow other women entrepreneurs or be a part of entrepreneur groups online because it's really different for us a lot of things are different and different doesn't mean negative because I know like people like to do that like well well, you know because I'm a woman I'm not saying that I'm saying it's like um it is just different it's not the same thing a lot of us are kind of doing a lot of things by ourselves and alone so we don't really have a tribe we have like a tribe of advisors mentors you know family those things but we don't have like I find a lot of times men and this is based on my experience like a lot of men that I've dated are and have been entrepreneurs and I find that they always have like a group of of men like them they can go to like and when I say group I don't mean like two friends or four friends I mean like 50 friends they would literally be like well yeah let me call my man he you know he got his own law firm uh yeah let me call him up ask him this question oh yeah so my man is a chef you know he got his own chef business um, I'm going to bring him in here to cook. Oh, well, yeah, my man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I don't see, I don't, women, we don't really have that because I think it's just because, you know, we, we, we just, I mean, the feminist movement is, I don't know what, 50, 60 years old. So I don't, we have that and then we don't have that. So it's nice to see it online. It's nice to see so many black female entrepreneurs making so many damn waves online and not even just that they're not on here so i think a lot of social media started off as bragging and all this other shit and i don't listen i don't give a fuck if nobody brag honestly because I, I i damn sure brag on myself but they're not even doing that they're just being inspirational and and it just brings tears to my eyes like i love it so 
I was scrolling a couple of the people I follow. And there's one girl that I didn't follow. I thought I was still following her, but I hadn't been following her in years. And I saw her glow up. Like, she was already, like, an influencer. And she had, she was talking about the shift she had made over 2020. And I was like, man, she, she looks great. Like, she just, you know, I just love seeing women win. I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love seeing us win and I love seeing us be a boss and not be afraid to be a boss. Cause a lot of us, we be so concerned about what other people think and we really make ourselves small. You know, we really make ourselves small and we, we don't, Oh, I don't want to be bossy or I don't want to be this and I don't need that. And it's like, what? Who cares? But we do that to ourselves. We make ourselves small or we make ourselves fit into one box. We make ourselves say, oh, I can only be a mother. I can only be. Listen, if you only want to be a mother, that, that's awesome, too. Um, parenting children is the hardest job on the planet, you know. And God has blessed you to be a portal for a human being. That's a big-ass responsibility. So don't diminish that either, you know. But women, we do that. Like, oh, I'm just a mom or I'm just this, I'm just that. And it's like, you a boss in every aspect of whatever you do. Um, you know, but yeah, I just felt compelled to say that because I just was like, man, y'all are just out here inspiring, inspiring me, child. And I'm up here crying and shit (laughs) in my bed (laughs) with my, my freaking Sherpa blanket, like snuggle up, smelling my roses, roses. I just love roses. I just love the smell of roses. So the smell of my roses, of two dozen roses from Valentine's Day, and they smell so good. They they smell my entire bedroom. Like, smell so good. But, uh, excuse my morning. uh, (laughs) Excuse my morning. (laughs) Speaking of bosses, I finally watched um, Wendy Williams' movie End her documentary and I let me just say this I was so impressed not so much of the movie because it was a TV movie and if anybody's familiar with TV movies like that's just what they are they're not Meryl Streep Academy Award winning pieces of you know masterpieces but TV movies are good at just telling a story and I remember growing up we always had TV movies like on regular television like Three, six, and ten in Philly, NBC, ABC, and CBS. <laughs> it will always be TV movies, and they just t- they're just good at storytelling because there's not so much production around effects and um, too many actors because the budget is a little smaller. So it's just focusing on what the story is about. And I liked Wendy. I like I like Wendy now more than I did growing up. I didn't really like Wendy when I was growing up. All my friends love Wendy Williams, especially when she was in Philly. And I just thought she was vile. Like at the time when she was in Philly, I was like, why is she so vile and bitter? I didn't even care that she was talking about celebrities. But it was her delivery for me. But I still respected her. I was like, a woman, there's not been other than Miss Jones and her, there hasn't been too many women making waves in Philly radio. Um, in any radio, you know, it like most most industries, they're been led by men. 
and and overpopulated by men. So any woman to me who out there doing her thug fizzle, I, she I don't have to be a fan. Hats off to you, sis. Like that's how I felt about Wendy at the time. And then I later got into Wendy's show when she got back to New York because at that time I was living in New York City, and she was back on. I don't think it was Hot 97. I think it was another their competitor, but I may be wrong. But she was back on radio in New York City, and I would be. At the time, I was, I don't think I was married at the time. At the time, I was dating my husband, and he was working at nights. And I would just be in the living room, like, just fucking, you know, fucking around, eating snacks or whatever. Just kind of just relaxing, kind of waiting for him to come home, but also, like, being like, all right, you need to, like, actually focus on yourself and relax or something, right? And I would put on Wendy, and it, I loved her show in New York City. I did not really listen when she was in Philly. I loved her show in New York City. I was like, this lady is crazy. She don't care. And I would just fall asleep on the couch listening to Wendy Williams. Um, so I that's when I kind of became a Wendy fan. And then when she got her TV show, I was like, how the hell is that going to work? Because Wendy be talking about everybody. So who how is she who is she gonna get on TV to talk about? They're gonna water her down. It's gonna be a mess. Like I just didn't think. And I was like, this means she's gonna cross over. And I'm like, how is the general population gonna take her? Cause she's always been hip hop, like she's always been our person. So I was like, how is the general population gonna take her when she talks about like their favorite pop star? But she's it was a smooth transition. It it was just like, oh wow, like she's doing this TV thing. And her show was watched by many every day every day at 10 a.m when the U.M. show in fact we were trying to get tickets to go everybody wanted to go sit in the audience everybody wanted tickets to sit in the audience one time me and my friends got tickets and we were too late we couldn't get in we were so pissed so we just kind of made a day of it but it was so but we were so excited but she was just that popular so seeing her struggle seeing her story about her getting to where she wanted to be and seeing the passion that she had and her work ethic it taught it it has to teach if it doesn't teach you a lesson like one thing about me I never looked at celebrities for like inspiration so it's kind of weird for me like even when I never really looked to too many people outside of me for inspiration except for like Michael Jackson or somebody like somebody really really big and as far as like hard-working, driven women. I I was lucky to have a lot of examples of that growing up. Um, my mom being one of them. You know, my, my mom really, really... I, got my, I get my work ethic from my mom. Like, she bust her ass to take care of us, and she made sure she got really good careers, um, executive level, so she could put me through Catholic school, so she could buy a house. Like, she really showed me like what it was to like have a career and to this day she doesn't say anything you need to give yourself credit like I always tell her that I was like you don't give yourself enough credit for the example you set and like what you did um because my mom was an HR admin for Verizon when I was a kid and she just she ran the entire HR department of our entire and I worked there too I worked in the same building and she ran the entire uh, building. She ran the entire building's HR. So my mom had a great career. Excuse me, honey. She had a, she had an awesome career. And, and what people don't understand, a lot of women, because this is why women get a lot of slack, is 
I, I don't understand what's happening to like the newer generations. They act like it was like a bad thing. I, oh, you know what it is? It's this new. It's it's this new thing you guys are doing. You know how it is. You guys are like trying to be hypergamous and shit. Like get the fuck out of here. Or you trying to be feminine? Like why do you have to try to be feminine when you're already a woman? Like that doesn't make any sense. If you have to, if someone has to teach you to be feminine, it's a it, you're sis. <laughs> like, but I think hardworking women get a bad rap because. Since I think now we're in a space where black women are trying so hard not to be masculine because people have told them they're masculine and really none of it makes sense. You want to pretend that you're not driven or you're not driven at all, period. So it's weird. But anyway, I'm digressing. So I always had good examples. My mom being a top executive in her company, my grandma being a top executive being the first black um, phone operator and then working her way up all the way to top management and retiring um, after 30 years with, you know, with a great and moving to a retirement community, like all, all these things, like with a great career and retiring and like moving, kind of living a life that she wanted to live. And my aunt retiring my aunt's starting as a phone operator at 18, fresh out of, or she, as she tells me, because she corrects me all the time, because I always say fresh out of grads. But no, she told me she worked someplace else first <laughs> for a year. <laughs> and then she went to Verizon, which was Bell Telephone at the time, after that year. And, and I think she was 19, and she started there, and she worked her way all the way up to director of IT, um, within, and she literally was like one of three directors in the company at the time. And she retired director of IT. So it is okay. It is okay. I don't want us to start taking steps back. Cause I feel like that's what we are doing. It is so okay to be driven and ambitious as a woman. And if whoever you're with, as if, if you're with a man who's telling you to sit down or not to do this and not to do that, that ain't the person for you. You need to, whatever dreams you have on the table, you need to be completing all of them. And if the person riding with you is not um, supportive of that, get rid of them. And I mean pronto. If any manager with says one negative thing about anything that you're doing, get rid of them. And by get rid of them, I mean tell that motherfucker goodbye, block his number, show him the door, slam it, lock it, period, poo. That's, that's how we're going to do that. But anyway, I kind of was wishing Wendy Williams did that to Kevin, but it was evident that they really loved each other. And Kevin, I don't know what it was. I think Kevin gave Wendy something that she didn't get from her parents. And she just really needed somebody to have her back. And that's what women, that's what as, us ambitious women need. Like we, if, if, if we have a, a man that he has to be incredibly supportive and really a protector and a provider, but a protector and a provider. Like he has to really protect. We have to really feel safe because again, like I said earlier, being a driven woman, ambitious and, a, and you're and an entrepreneur, you are out there by yourself as a woman. You are alone. You're sitting in a room with your colleagues and they're all men. And you're the only woman. I've been there. Or you're sitting in the room with your colleagues as a black girl. And they're all white. And you're the only black girl. Story of my life. So you need that 
you need someone that you can come home to to really feel like you're not you know to really to really be there for you period like it's not you know but I thought the love between them was great she knew she had to leave I just wish she would have stopped self-medicating and I really wish and I don't know if she didn't get therapy but in the movie it really seemed like she just never called a therapist and I, I don't know why I'm pretty sure your friends were probably telling you Wendy talk to my therapist or call my life coach like I just feel like when she was saying that she was downing bottles of wine it's like that is a red flag like you that you gotta call a doctor when it, when, when shit's getting like that you gotta call a doctor you gotta call ther- a therapist immediately you gotta call even your primary and be like listen I can't stop drinking and they'll be like okay uh here's what we'll do like you know what I'm saying you gotta really turn to your medical tribe because that is not good and I'm like why does she think she's so smart like why does she think that that was okay it's okay if you have a setback but why does she think it was okay to keep doing that and not seek help and maybe she did get help and she just didn't mention it but the way Wendy copes with things indicates to me that she does me as a person who's been in therapy and who's presently in therapy now the way Wendy uh copes tells me she she is not seeking therapy you know she's because in therapy it teaches you how to deal with your triggers and how to cope without using alcohol or shopping or drug or sex or or negativity you know all these things are what you people can become addicted to like what people can can really become addicted to um and and you learn through therapy how to really maneuver around those things it's not to say that you'll never be hurt or triggered again or upset about something or crying what was healthy about her was that she was crying a lot of people internalize and I think overall she's a person who internalizes but it was refreshing that in her documentary she cried her pain out like she was I mean she's upset I mean who the hell like you really oh again Wendy better than me Kevin would have been whooped I would have whooped Kevin ass myself and I I know I couldn't beat Kevin but I definitely would have whooped his ass like I definitely would have I would have and she was so nice she didn't throw the bottle at him uh, Wendy bitch you crazy I would through all the bottles everything would have been broken the house I would through TVs at his big ass like everything would have went down because you gonna have this girl in my house, which you bought with my money, put it in your business name. You have a 10-year relationship, and that's another indicator. Neither one of them knew how to communicate effectively to each other. And, you know, of course that happens. A lot of times we grow up without examples on how to communicate in our relationships, right? So Kevin probably felt underappreciated. He, he probably felt emasculated. Kevin is younger than Wendy. That's a lot of things. Uh, people forget that a lot. Kevin is five years younger than her, six years younger than her. So he probably felt all these things. And instead of him just having a conversation with her about it, he decides to act out. And acting out required, meant him getting with a 22-year-old and staying with her for, 30, for 10 years until she was 32. And then having a baby by her. It's just, and then even now, 
like some of the things he's doing on social media with the girl that relationship is not listen the old times used to always say you get them how you you lose them how you get them that relationship that you seem to keep trying to prove things to people kevin hunter on social media and like if you're really that happy you don't have to prove anything to anybody But you're not happy. You, you're trying, instead of you, and people do this all the time, instead of you actually learning about who really becoming happy and what you can do to be happy, you're using people to fill a void. So it was interesting. But I thought I would be more interested in like the salaciousness of her life. And I wasn't, I was more interested in her work ethic and her career and how she came to to certain things and her and I mean she never takes a day off like I love that I love that she never takes a day off because it's not work for her it's what she loves to do so it's not work so she works all the time or so-called work because it's not work because she loves it and I just love that I was like I think that is such an amazing and important message for women and for young women in particular to any young women who are watching that movie like young young women meaning school age because a lot of y'all think i'm talking about 30 no school younger young women child like you know boat ship is sell <laughs> for you i'm talking about the kids <laughs> but so many women and young women you know because when i was in elementary school we were called young women we weren't called little girls or girls we were called young women which is that that's who we were um to, to really be inspired to really be inspired and that I, I you know I don't know if she set out to do that but that is definitely one of the takeaways of of her movie um I think she set out to just tell her story and she's always pretty been pretty transparent I mean she wrote a best-selling book she always talked about her life on the radio so she's always been pretty transparent, but I think it's really magical for her, for her, someone like her, who you thought you knew everything about, to continuously reinvent themselves and continuously just keep motherfucking pushing. You know, anybody who f- faints on national television, you would think, you know, that'd be the end. No, she fainted and came back to work. You know? No excuses. No excuses. There aren't any. Nobody's saying you can't take a break. Nobody's saying you can't sleep in. But there are no excuses. There's no reason why you can't keep pushing and keep persevering and doing and doing you. Um But yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I was watching it during work. It was so work. And I didn't think excuse me, I was late watching it because I don't like watching things when everybody else is watching it. I absolutely hate that. I don't want to watch anything because you're watching it. This is why I never watch Game of Thrones. Every time someone asks me, do you watch Game of Thrones? I just I just made a mental note never to watch it. I was like, I'm not watching it. <laughs> like, I was just like, I, because for one, I don't want to, I don't want this to be our conversation about Game of Thrones. I want our conversation to be about us and what we're doing. Not about these fucking fictional motherfuckers on HBO. Like, I don't give a fuck. So I watched it because I like Wendy and I said, oh, you know what? Let me, let me go ahead and watch the Wendy Williams movie. I forgot it was on here. Let me watch it. And so, yeah, so it was great. But she's so funny how she talks about, you know, she's like, now I'm in this high rise and I feel safe and I feel protected. And it's, it's funny because that's exactly what a tough ass boss bitch needs. 
we don't feel safe and we don't feel protected all the time because people are always wanting things from us and we're always kind of going it alone. And it isn't a complaint because we want to go it alone. You know, we can't take people with us. They fuck shit up. They fuck it up with their insecurities, with their jealousy. You know, if we could take people with us that could just be open and just add to the space, that'd be one thing. But a lot of people fuck it up. So we go, okay, well, you know what? I got to do this shit by myself. And we don't, we don't, we just do it. But I can see how after all those things happened to her, she just needed that comfort again. You know, little Kev is in college or maybe he's out of college by now. I don't know. But he's definitely grown. Um, She decided she wasn't going to have any more children. So that's her only child. And then her protector was definitely gone. And so she said, all right, I'm going to live my best life. I'm going to move to the city. She was living in New Jersey. And she said, I'm going to move to New York City. I'm going to get in a big high rise with concierge and shit, bitch. You know, boss bitch shit. Eat my caviar. And, you know, and live my life. So it was interesting. I I really enjoyed it. But that's my take on it. I just kind of am moved by women, female entrepreneurs. Shout out to the male entrepreneurs. I get it. I'm moved by y'all too, but I'm a woman. So from my perspective, I'm just really moved by, by the things that we do and how... I mean, the, if you could see the criticism that we get every step of the way, um, if you could see that and the fact that we still keep going, that shit is everything. And the fact that if we still just keep reinventing ourselves. So here's my thing. I see a lot of people open uh, come into the business spectrum or the entrepreneurship spectrum. And I think the biggest thing that disappoints me is when people think they can do it themselves and do it themselves doesn't mean like what I just said like doing things alone do it themselves without asking questions or while seeking mentorship that annoys the fuck out of me don't be an expert you don't know anything be an open be an open uh I was gonna I thought it was gonna sound really poignant but I can't think of anything but a bucket but anyway (laughs) I was trying to see oh maybe a vase be an empty vase that sounds better than a bucket because a bucket is a little ooh. be an empty vase and let people pour into you. And here, here's why it annoys me. Cause I see it all the time. Cause it happens to me. People come to me and it's so funny how y'all come to people, but don't want any um, feedback. Uh, it's, it's really weird. Like it's, it's fucking weird. Shut the fuck up. If you don't want feedback, shut up. So people come to me like, yeah, I think I'm going to open a business. And I'm like, okay, so what you should do is, because me personally, I don't like to have conversations without um, solving a problem. I I live to solve problems. So if you come to me and you just want to have like mm, shallow banter, go to somebody else. Don't talk to me. So if you come to me and you have a problem, then I'm going to help you solve it. Again, if you can't do that, if you talk to me and you don't expect feedback from me, don't talk to me forget you knew me so uh, some people come to me like well I want to do this and that and I said okay so here's what you do I'll give you step by step boom 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 do, 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 do. oh I know oh but bitch you know you know so much shit but you just came and talked to me like you don't know shit you see what I'm saying is that so what that is the biggest thing other than you procrastinating other than you you know other than the uh major things that get in your way the the biggest thing that gets in your way 
is you can't take constructive criticism and you don't ask for help. Those two things are going to kill you. And if you get the business off your ground without those two, your business will never flourish. Or if it flourishes, it only is going to reach a certain peak and it's going to level off. That's it. So in any event, guys, I just wanted to ramble about (laughs) ramble on about um, I was just inspired by these female entrepreneurs and the Wendy Williams experience movie. If that's I think that's what it was called. And then her documentary was called What a Mess, which was funny. It was it was great. I loved it. I think I think I have a different perspective and outlook on Wendy Williams now. I really I have a lot of appreciation for her. Now, before I used to be like, you know, whatever, but I have a lot of appreciation for her now. I think, I think she's somebody who can be a great role model to someone who wants to get in radio, TV, her, for her pushing through in her twenties in the eighties, in the eighties, no, no less, um, which was tough for any woman, especially a black woman. Pushing through and never taking no for an answer. Um, That's friggin' awesome. Anyway, you guys, I'm going to go with my dry voice. (laughs) I I was supposed to go back to sleep. I don't know if that's going to happen. But what I am going to do. Ooh. 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 I'm just saying Clubhouse is popping right now. So what I'm about to do is go on Clubhouse. And I will talk to you guys later. (laughs) Bye.